Welcome to the Mile High Fi Podcast. I am Carl Jensen, and I'm here with my host, Doug Cunnington. And today we have a very special guest. Uh, we have Purple from A Purple Life, who is famous for her purple hair. It is not purple at the moment, but you also can't see it. She prefers to stay anonymous, so you can see the back of the chair she is sitting on. But let's open up. You have a story about your first day of work. I do. And like my whole career, it was ridiculously hectic. Um, I actually ran off the graduation line, my college graduation, still in my robe and hat, jumped into a car, drove to New York City, went to an apartment I found on Craigslist, and started work the next day in Midtown Manhattan. Wow. And that was my first day of work. <laughs> wow. So no, no time off. No, absolutely not. But now you have infinite time off. Now, mm-hmm. you've, how long did you work for? Nine years. Was it always at the same company? Nope. I was at six different companies, um, some in New York City and some in Seattle. Okay. And we're coming up on your one-year anniversary of leaving your job. That will be? That'll be next week after we're recording this. Yeah. Wow. Congratulations. Thank I you. don't know. Is there a gift you're supposed to get? I know for the typical old-time worker, you'd give them some kind of watch or some crap like that after 40 years of work. But now I think we should do the opposite. We should congratulate people on not working. But I don't know what a not working gift would be. It'd be... How about the shirt you gave me? I'll take it. Yeah, a shirt's nice <laughs> or like a beer or something like that. And maybe mm-hmm. it escalates like every your first year is one beer. By the time you get up to your 10th, it's some <laughs> like fancy bottle of scotch. Why am I so focused on alcohol? This is bad. It's Austin, Texas. <laughs> what, they got a lot going on. What gift do you think you should give up? I mean, I like the shirt. Mm, I try not to have too many possessions since we're living out of a backpack right now. So I think beer would work, or a nice scotch. I have been exploring uh, the different Austin beers since I've been here. Quite okay. delicious. Awesome. And I, f- I follow you on Instagram, mm-hmm. and I really like it because, well, it's usually it's just food, food and beer. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that. So what breweries have you made it out to, or, or what have you tried? Um, yep. That's probably a better question. I wish I had my phone because I take a picture of all them, so I remember. Literally can't off the top of my head, but we went to a beer store when I got here a week ago and basically just got one from each brewery. Um, tried a sour IPA, which was really nice. Mm. And I, I don't think I've ever had one before, but it was quite yummy. Might be my new favorite type of strange new beer. Yeah, nice. We may have to do a whole other show where we just drink beer together. Mm-hmm. I would do that. A bonus that episode. That sounds wonderful. <laughs> I, I think we should, and I think we should start the show like two hours after we start drinking beer we'd probably be (laughs) we probably wouldn't divulge any valuable information but it would be really entertaining for Mm -hmm. our audience and i'd probably forget to hit record and it would just be us talking and drinking and in that case it would be a really good episode like we'd we'd talk about the secrets of the world and then we wouldn't remember them yeah but we would remember that we divulged them but we wouldn't remember what they actually were and we would Mm -hmm. not have hit record so it would just be one big cf (laughs) so what kind of work did you do Marketing. I was at ad agencies and then I kind of did general marketing later in my career. Okay. Mm-hmm. And did you always want to be a marketer or like nope. how did you end up with that? <laughs> and, and I mean, it sounded like since you had a job right out of school mm-hmm. that um, you were probably a, a really good interview. I know, well, I didn't have a job right out of school. Like right when I graduated, I had to hunt around a little bit more. So anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, how, how did you get into the marketing area? So I graduated college in 2011, and it was still kind of hard to find a job, even though it was a couple years after the Great Recession. So knowing that two years before I graduated, I actually started looking for a job and networking. I contacted every alum that worked in any type of marketing. 
Um, and then I'm quite relentless what I want to be, <laughs> kindly. So if they're all busy. I get it. So if they didn't get back to my first email, you know, one week later, hey, by the way, until they got back to me <laughs> and had a call. And that's how I kind of figured out I wanted to start an ad agencies, um, kind of in reaction to how my mom's career went. She was in like Fortune 500 companies her entire time back when they had to, um, well, did not have to. They required that women wear pantyhose and heels and all that stuff. And I was like, absolutely not. So where can I wear jeans? And where can I be a little more creative? And that's what led me to ad agencies. And they did fulfill that for me. It was also a fun creative challenge and really cool to see my campaigns and like airports and billboards and everything. So that's what happened. I love how your employment decision and your job decision was dictated by shitty clothing policies. See, I want to be comfortable. If I'm yeah. going to be working like 16 hours a day, I have to be comfortable. Yeah, you're brave at my first uh, company. We had to wear a tie and I was a computer programmer. Mm -hmm. Why the fuck does a computer no. programmer have to wear a tie? But unlike you, I put up with it. Like I conformed. I uh, uh, much respect. <laughs> Yeah. So, I was like, do you have a couch in the office? Are there blankets? Like, how comfortable can I be <laughs> while working? That was key. Until I went remote. And then that was just a game changer. And how long did you work remote? Four years before the pandemic. Nice. Wow. Mm -hmm. Very That's cool. one of the main reasons I stayed at that company. Previously, my stints were like a year. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then was it hard for you to adjust to working from home? Do you need oh, the no. people around? Okay. Absolutely not. Please leave me alone. I just want to do my work. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah. I get my blanket, I had my sweatshirt. It was wonderful. Right on. And you quit work in your prime. Was that difficult? I always think about this. And the people who always come to mind first are like doctors, like physician on fire, which is a pretty big thing. You went to medical school and went into all this debt, and now you're going to leave after working all those years just to get to your career. But you were in your prime, too, and you only worked for 10 years. You got there pretty fast. Was that difficult to leave? No, I think of it as I'm also in my prime as a person. So why would I want to waste that time on other people when I could be exploring the world when I still have like the body and mind to do so? Oh, my God. <laughs> that might be the best quote we've had on the podcast yet. I was in my prime as a person. That's uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's nice. And I was going to say, I can't I can I can read the screen from here, but you have to scroll down more for me to. <laughs> We're not, we're not in our normal professional <laughs> studio here. I've got a laptop and it's got some air message trying to connect and I don't know how to get rid of it because it is connected. So bad computer, bad. So sorry, Doug. That's okay. Sorry, Purple. It's all right. It's very professional there, around here. Is there any way you would ever, I know you've only been gone for a year. And I think one of the best parts about FI is having an, unwritten book you don't know what you're going to be doing but would you ever see yourself going back to work at any time or in any capacity like if you could go back and i'm sure there are parts of your job that you enjoyed that you might have liked to and maybe the creativity part the not wearing pantyhose part couches <laughs> and blankets would you ever go back to work if you could do it completely on your own terms no and i am one of the weirdos well i'll only do it if i absolutely have to like the math i'm in a bad sequence of returns there's no other way to do it I have to go back. Um, I feel like since I have all the time in the world to figure out another solution, I might maybe dabble in like contracting, very light contracting for marketing, but I don't think full-time work is ever going to work again for me. Okay, so, so financial independence has worked out really, really well for you. 
why do you think that is? What, what do you like so much about it? Napping. I'm very good at it now. I used to suck at it. This is something I had to work on. Um, yeah, I also think I'm. my goals in life are quite simple. I wanted to be more present. I wanted to be less stressed. I wanted to actually be good at sleeping. I wanted to see more of the world, spend time with my loved ones since when I'm not also thinking about work all the time. And I've hit all those goals, and they're not that wild, so I feel like FI works for me really well. I don't want a lot. Can you give me some napping tips? I'm getting into yes. napping as well. And I'm pretty good. I actually took a nap before I got here and then mm -hmm. had a coffee, so I feel much better mm -hmm. after all the beers we had last night. <laughs> but yeah, what, what are your uh, napping uh, routines or regimen or anything? Um, I have to be in a completely quiet space. I have an eye mask. I also have a noise machine. Um, there's actually an app called White Noise that also has like nature sounds and ocean sounds, so whatever works for you. That's basically it, dark, quiet, some type of white noise so I can't hear if anything else is happening. And I try to keep it relatively short, 20 minutes to two hours, and then after that, I get a little groggy. Okay, what time of day seems to be ideal? Um, whenever I feel sleepy. Okay. So sometimes that's like after a large lunch, and sometimes that's like early afternoon. But I try to only do that when I'm like, I, didn't, I don't think I slept well last night for whatever reason. And I've started identifying the reasons, actually. We can get into that. But I'm like, okay, I'm going to take a nap, clear my schedule, <laughs> my nice. really busy schedule. I like the after lunch situation, too. That's, uh, that's what I did today. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, what are the things that have impacted your sleep then? What are you identifying? Strangely, the full moon seems to be one of them. Um, and I'm not sure if that's like some weird pull of gravity thing or if it's just simply that it's really bright outside which I don't know why that would affect my sleep masked self, but right. I've monitored it over the last year and that is consistently, I don't sleep well. I was like maybe latent lycanthropy perhaps, but yeah, I don't think I'm a werewolf, but I might, <laughs> we'll see. There's no, no proof yet? Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, the moon theory. Yeah, I mean, moons are what causes our waves, correct? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, maybe the moon is pulling at certain parts of your brain and uh, keeping you from falling to sleep. Something's happening. It sounds, I smell a Nobel Prize if you can figure this out. <laughs> you could revolutionize, revolutionize sleep for everyone. You guys take my idea. I'm too lazy to do that. <laughs> so when did you first discover fire and, and phi and all that stuff? Um, my partner told me about it in 2013. And then sadly, there are recorded g-chats of me saying all the stereotypical what would i even do when i retired that sounds hard is that deprivation no 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 so i ignored him for two years and i'm full of regret but in that two years i told myself that i need to get my dream job and then afterwards i would be perfectly happy working for another four decades and then i got that dream job and i still didn't want to keep doing it so i was like well that was my only excuse what was that fire thing you mentioned? <laughs> and then I looked at it with open eyes and open heart and all that good stuff. And I was like, no, this seems easy, actually. I can just live my life and then increase my savings rate a little bit. Retire when I'm 30. So you ignored, you ignored the information for a couple of years, but were you saving a lot then? Or, yeah, how did that work? Like, did you really lose that time? Um, not a lot. So I graduated from college with $5,000 saved. And then when I started my FI journey, almost five years later, I had 50000 
But that was just because I was saving a little bit in my 401k and it had grown. So, yep, and then I had to get from 50000 to 500000 in another five-ish years. And that was the hard part. Wow. What, what sold you? You said for the first couple of year, years you kind of ignored the information. What made you embrace the information? I think it was discovering that my dream job was not what I'd been told it was. It was awesome compared to my other jobs, but it wasn't enough that I was like, this is the life I want to have until I'm 60 plus. And also, I think I just needed that time to ruminate on it. Like a lot of my friends and all of them knew about this goal almost a decade ago or no, five, five ish years ago. Um, and now they're like, oh, wait, you're retired. How? I was like, I literally told you like six years ago. So are we going to have this conversation again? They're like, yeah, but now I'm ready and I can like look into it. I'm like, OK, so you just have to be ready. I gotcha. think. Did anyone discourage you from, from doing it? or? Absolutely no one. I'm still waiting for that. I hear it's a normal occurrence, but it hasn't happened to me yet. Right. That Maybe is I'm odd. Just a weirdo. They're like, yeah. oh, yeah, she's doing her own weird thing over there. I don't know. They expected it out. It's like mm -hmm. something strange anyway. Yeah. <laughs> if your job would have actually been your dream job, if it would have been whatever you thought it would have been, do you think you would have stayed there or would life be any different or would you have arrived at the same place well here's the funny thing it literally was the dream job like i had a list yeah. and it hit every single mark so it is the ideal job but the funny thing is right after i quit that job to move to seattle where they actually give manhattan salaries but half the cost of living also i discovered that new york city and i don't really get along so after four years it was time to break up seattle was much more my speed um, that dream job stopped existing. The agency basically folded and everything was different. So nothing lasts forever. And even if I'd gone all in, that wouldn't have lasted either. Yeah, I always, so some people were resistant to fire when I told them about it and they, a common excuse is I, I just love my job so much, but your job might not always love you back or it might evaporate and no fault of your own. So I always thought of fire as the ultimate backup plan. It's awesome and super if you're doing what you would love and you would do it for free and, and they're paying for you, but you would do it anyway, even if you weren't getting paid. But I think if you actually have that, you're probably in a pretty rare situation because I think most people have offered 10 million bucks. They probably, like if I said, I'm paying you 10 million, but you can't work at your job. I think most people would go, would go with a $10 million offer. Like most people wouldn't choose to stay but even if you do, you should still pursue fire because you've got another backup plan. Mm -hmm. So you quit about a year ago. What was the, the first thing that you did? I'm pretty sure it was take a nap. <laughs> Seems on brand. Mm, and then, oh, before I took that nap, I deleted the Outlook email app from my phone. And that was a beautiful moment. <sighs> I felt really good. I'm sorry, which app did you delete from your Outlook, phone? Outlook. Okay. like enterprise uh, email. No more email. So they can never find me again. Did it take a little while to like decompress? Oh, yeah. Um, I think I'm still doing it, actually, because it did take about almost a full year for me to get good at sleeping because I didn't realize that I sucked. Well, I knew I sucked at it, but I didn't realize a lot of it was because my brain was constantly working or worried about the next morning's calls or thinking about them. Wake up at 4 a.m., can't go back to sleep. Might as well start working, like, oof. So I thought that was just me, but apparently it's not. 
I'm great at sleep now. <laughs> you are. Well, I was going to say, do you still worry about some things, but now they're like, oh, do I need to write a new blog post? Or you're like thinking, you, I mean, that's what I end up doing. I wake up in the middle of the night and then I worry about like mundane, dumb things now. Hmm. So, but it's, yeah, do you still worry in some capacity? Um, just about like the horrors of the world, but you know, nothing, uh, <laughs> nothing like the blog or whatever. Because okay. basically everything I do right now is, a choice like we're traveling around as nomads but i plan that travel when i feel the urge to i write blog posts when i feel the urge to i don't have like a set schedule besides the post is up there every tuesday but i don't like write it every monday or anything so yeah i hope i don't now have mundane works because <laughs> yeah, yeah that's good i don't know why i have that going on <laughs> this this amuses me because you're doing exactly what you want and i think your blog is nominated for blog of the year, right? And mm -hmm. and those awards are actually tonight. So good luck with that. But thank you. But it's very pure. You're not. You're in it for yourself. Yep. Which is sorry, cool. readers. <laughs> <laughs> no, it makes it more real and honest. You're not forcing yourself to do something. You're doing whatever you feel like giving a shit about it, mm -hmm. which I think is a superpower. So you alluded to the nomad lifestyle and. I guess, how much do you, do you plan? How, how does that work? And obviously COVID happened in mm -hmm. uh, quarantining. So can you tell us like maybe what was planned, how you do plan, how you adapted and were flexible about it? Yeah. So originally, um, when I quit last October, I was going to do a retirement victory lap, mostly with my mom. And we were going to go to Australia, New Zealand, Argentina, Thailand, I think that was it. That was going to be like my first six months-ish of retirement. Obviously, none of that happened. <laughs> so instead, um, my partner and I randomly moved into a tiny house in rural Georgia. Very different from the Great Barrier Reef snorkeling lifestyle I was ready for, but cool in its own way. And um, I discovered a love of bird watching, started identifying plants, started kind of dabbling in gardening. Mm and living kind of a slow introduction to retirement life. And that was cool. And then once we got vaccinated in the spring, we decided to open it up a little bit. And since then we've been bopping around. So we went from Georgia to Maine, um, then New Hampshire, Massachusetts, New York State. I was just in New York City for a week. Now I'm in Texas. Next week we're going to New Mexico and then traveling around the Southwest to see national parks. Going to be in Santa Fe for a couple of weeks, six, I think. And that's about the rest of the year. Nice. That's pretty cool. What has been your favorite place to visit? And yeah, I've got a follow-up question, but I'll... <laughs> okay. Favorite place to visit so far? I think Portland, Maine. I'd never heard of it. I'd only driven through Maine. Um, my partner had heard that it was a food haven. I had no idea. I was like, okay, it'll have some lobster and like, whatever. Nope. Absolutely. Everything is delicious. Like lobster, their bakeries are amazing. Gelato. They have the most breweries, I believe, per capita in the U.S. So I was just bopping around those as well. It was a phenomenal month. So you're free to judge me for what I'm about to say. And I, I accept <laughs> your negative judgment. But I went to Portland, Maine and uh, Mindy did not support this decision, but I'm like, let's get lobster. They've got lobster rolls at McDonald's. They're only like eight ninety five. <gasps> so we had the lobster. I guess I, I heard. Yeah, I, I heard the gas. But my friend Bill in Maine was 
was like, you are the McDonald's lobster roll. You know, you've got places better than that. But anyway, they, they did have a very good food scene. But <laughs> Well, uh, th- did you have the lobster rolls anywhere else? Because I'm like, ah, out of curiosity, mm-hmm. maybe I'd get yeah, the McDonald's version. Good. But did you try a, a good one? I, I actually did have a good one. They're about twice as much. And I've got really crappy taste, which I think is a fire superpower because I'm mm-hmm. just as happy with Taco Bell as I am at a fine <laughs> steak restaurant. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't taste a difference, but I'm sure the other one was, was probably better in some way. They told me the McDonald's one is frozen. So. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's All probably right. not even real lobster. It's probably, who knows what it actually is, <laughs> <Yeah>. hermit crabs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's fair. And I usually do, don't go for, like, lobster. My most expensive roll I just had in New York, it was $34. I... Usually split them when we got them in Portland. They were like 20. But yeah, 34 just for me. But whatever. It's New York City. I was like, how much extra am I paying just to be sitting on this sidewalk? And that's fine. Yeah. So what's it like with a nomad life? Is Mm -hmm. it different than you expected? Or can you just kind of take us through that? Yeah. um, We move about every month. And I expected that I would... Well, I wanted to do it, obviously, but I thought after a year I'd be like, okay, that's enough. Like, I need my stuff and my space and all that stuff because I'm very particular about what I like versus my partner. He more goes with the flow. But I'm loving it, which, yeah, completely surprised by. I go into an Airbnb. I'm like, okay, I brought my Bombas slippers. I love Bombas. It's a whole problem. Do they have a blanket that's comfy, a couch? I'm good. I'm going to sit here and read my book and just settle in i didn't expect that awesome isn't i'm loving it the mcdonald's like slogan mm-hmm. or something like that maybe you do like the mcdonald's lobster roll too you just don't know yeah. yet no, no, i'm yeah. just kidding don't well i'm gonna try it when we go back i want to see what's going on there <laughs> i would love to hear your review of it once it'll you be on my it. instagram i'll be like carl i don't know i don't know about yeah. this any negative things about the the nomad life do you miss uh, or did you put all your stuff in storage or did you like already get rid of it or we what? got rid of all of it in the middle of the pandemic damn so it was hard mode um yeah nothing in a storage unit um any negatives i don't think there are any yet i did expect like like i said i'm being very particular but every place we go i'm like wait i haven't used this in six months i'm gonna donate it or do i even need this thing like mom do you need this thing give more stuff away so i'm just slowly you know going to have the clothes on my back i feel like because just That's don't great. need as much as i thought wow yeah i was gonna say i accumulate things and i uh i cook quite a bit and i have like the kitchen equipment that i that i want and when we slow traveled i like brought my own set of knives or something mm-hmm. like stuff like yeah. that just because i'm extremely particular as well we bring but, our sous vide everywhere I do. Mm-hmm. okay that's that was going to be my next question do you have any certain appliances you take with you i, I think if it was me i'd taken Air fryer. I know what those things are, but I can't even pronounce that word, so that's probably <laughs> too sophisticated for me. But I'd like to, uh, I'd like for you to come out to Colorado, and then mm-hmm. I'd appreciate a cooking demonstration. We'll come love up to. with all the food. That'd You'll be awesome. You'll fall in love with it. That definitely saved us a lot of money in restaurants because now we make a better steak at home out of like the cheapest meat you can find. Oh my God, Doug! I was going to say we may have a cook-off then because mm-hmm. I, I cooked steaks not too long ago, and uh, they were good, right? Oh, they were excellent. And I did, I didn't do sous vide, but I did a reverse sear. So Mm. same idea, but Mm -hmm. it's it's drier. So you can get a really good sear. All right. It doesn't have to be a cook-off. I just want to taste all the steak. Okay, yeah, that's fair. There's no need to make it a competition. And then suddenly I have a ribbon. Where did you get, don't worry about it. (laughs) I win. (laughs) 
So what does a perfect day look like for you? Or maybe a week, because sometimes you can't mm-hmm. fit everything in. Or I can even do a perfect day. Just awakening when I feel like it. Like my partner does still work. We have separate finances. We can go into that. But um, he has a backup alarm for whenever he needs to get up. Sometimes I get up with him. Sometimes I'm awake beforehand because I hear some birds that I want to check out. And he's like, it's 4 a.m. Can you go back to bed? I'm like, no, this is too exciting. Or I'm like, no, this is too early. I'm going to sleep until 11. So wake up as my body feels like. And then usually he will be making some coffee. That's one thing he does bring with him. He got an AeroPress and a hand grinder recently, which he's really been loving. And then we just buy beans wherever we go, get some local flavor. Um, yeah, make some breakfast and decide what I feel like doing for the day. Do I feel like I want to walk for four hours across New York City and find the best dumplings, which is what I did last week? Or do I want to read a book? One of my goals in 2021 was to read a nonfiction book a week. And I think I'm caught up and on trend to finish that goal. Um, or are those birds interesting? What what are they doing here? Are they migrating? What's the situation? I was looking at a red-shouldered hawk outside my stepbrother's house before I got here. So that took up a good hour, probably. Uh, but yeah, just go with the flow. Figure out what great, yummy things I'm going to eat. And pretty much the day's done, I think. <laughs> do you plan at all, or do you just let the day come to you? I let the day come. Um, sometimes I have things on my calendar, like this wonderful interview. But otherwise, I don't know what I'm doing tonight. <laughs> God, I would be so much happier if I were more like you and less like me because I, I feel the need to plan all this shit. You, you had a good quote a couple of weeks ago. I think you might have been referring to Elizabeth. Not, not, I, or, or maybe it wasn't, but like hopeless planning leads to something bad. What did you say? I, you know what? I can't remember. But it sounded like I was throwing my wife under the bus, I think. <laughs> it might have been someone else, but it was a good quote. And I don't think it was any knock against her. It's just the type of person she is. And I realize right. that's the type of person I am. And it's true. You don't. It sets expectations and it puts boundaries on your life. And then you're rushing around to places. And I'm getting better, but I'm, I need a couple sessions with you. If you ever start life coaching. I'm available and I'm pro bono, so you're in luck. Um, but yes, I do help my friends with that specific thing. They're like, I can't sit still. I'm like, okay, well, you're going to sit with me on this pier in New York and we're going to watch that boat for the next 15 minutes. They're like, I can't do it. I'm like, stop, just sit still. Yeah, just watch. Just watch. Yeah, that, would, that would drive you crazy, wouldn't it? Do you, yeah. Do you have a smartphone? Or? I do. It's okay. on do not disturb at all times unless I'm trying to find someone in a flamingo hat. <laughs> yeah, I, I appreciate that, by the way. I, I'm serious <laughs> about the, uh, I do want to fly out to New York and sit on the pier and Watch a vote for 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. So you have a ve- very like chill energy. You seem oh. very calm. And you mentioned earlier that you weren't sleeping as well when you, when you, when you worked. And were you were more stressed out then? Have you like chilled out or have you always had this very calm energy? I have chilled out a lot. A lot, a lot. My shoulders used to be by my ears. Like I was probably like radiating from caffeine overdose and like all these other things. No, I think I'm a lot more calm, and my mom and partner have said similar things, so that's good. More calm, more present. You seem like a different person, and I thought this before this came out when I first, within a minute of talking to you, this time, the first time I met you was in Mm -hmm. 2018, was that when the DC event was? 2019. 2019, yeah, it was two years ago, and you seem like you're a different person. Good to know. Yeah, Yeah. you were very much more type A then, and let's go get them, and now you're... (laughs) 
peaceful. Thank you. I'm telling everyone. That's wonderful. No, that's good. I feel like if I climbed the mountain and saw the mystical sage on top, it would be you on top. Oh, thank you. (laughs) All right. Yeah. um, What can we do for you? What can we help promote? Is there anything you want us to do? Nothing. Okay. Napping. Just the blog. Yeah. Everyone take a nap. Mm -hmm. That'll make me happy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And where can readers or where can listeners find you? Um, I'm over at apurplelife.com. Currently still blogging every Tuesday. I'm assessing actually at my one-year retirement anniversary if that schedule will continue or not. But I'll be there. Okay. Are you going to go to the awards ceremony today? I was going to go. I'll give you my uh, tag. But they're not checking tags. I think they are. I really? just heard that this morning. Okay. Mm, you can have mine. I'm not going to be there. <laughs> we'll just uh, we'll cross out my thing and put purple on top there. <laughs> <laughs> See if that works. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. It's been a pleasure getting to know you a little better. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you so much. Let's do it again when you come to Colorado. Yes, please. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>